Panama? Hi, it's Oprah Winfrey. Calling to tell you, I don't know you, but I love you. This podcast is Every nigga is a star. Every nigga is a star. Who will remind that you and I am? Every nigga is a star. Hit me! It's Nipsey. Yo, yeah. Gotta get it up in the morning. Gotta rise up. Gotta make it what you want it. Gotta breathe in. Gotta breathe out, gotta have faith, gotta know what you gotta, gotta get up in the morning, gotta rise up, gotta make it what you want it, gotta breathe in, gotta breathe out, gotta have faith, gotta know that you gotta baby. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Past the Peas with Panama Jackson. I am joined today by uh, a good friend of mine. I'm going to intro him first before I explain what it is we're going to be doing. Uh, Dr. Manu Platt, we're just going to call him Manu here. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Feeling good. How about you? Man, I am doing all right. So Manu, you may know if you follow any of my other podcasts, or I have a podcast called What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room. Manu was on one of my favorite episodes of that podcast where we did uh, Temptation, right? We did. Good movie. Temptation. Right. It was a uh, that was actually a really fun conversation because I remember the movie much worse than it was until like the last 15 minutes of the movie when it went completely off of a cliff and then it turned hell. exactly into the movie that I remember it being. But we had it was like a really good conversation. We, we hit a lot of good points. We tried to figure out how we would rewrite the movie, which was or, or at least what we would change, which is the point of that podcast. So look at how prophetic we were. We talked about Journey Smollett before the rest of the world yes. found out about Lovecraft. We bigger her up in that episode. And she's killing it on Lovecraft uh, yeah. country or county country. Lovecraft country. 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 Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got to get that right. Um, so what we're going to do here on this episode of Past the Peas, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. We're going to basically do an episode of what if Tyler Perry had a writer's room as part of past the peas because I can't do both. It doesn't make any sense to do both podcasts. And I specifically wanted to get my homie, Manu here because one, like I said, we had a good time on the last one, but he had never seen acrimony. So we're doing the movie acrimony in case if you, in case you didn't read the credits or on the, uh, on, on the podcast episode, but we're doing the movie acrimony, right? So this is your first time watching. I was fighting, watching it. I was fighting, watching it. You got Why? me to watch it, Panama. Right. Why were you fighting, watching it? I mean, from all these other podcasts and all these other people, we're talking about how terrible of a movie Acrimony was and how much of a mind fuck it was also. So I, I didn't need that in my life. Um, so I, I put it off. I put it off. All right. And I didn't and, want to judge Taraji that way either because I really love Taraji. So I didn't want to judge her either. So to the I side. Mean, one day we're going to have to reckon with Taraji's career. That don't have to be today. But one day we're going to have to do it. That's okay. Um, qu- question for you. So you saw the movie, and I, where, listen, if you're listening to this, you're listening because of acrimony, it's fine. What did you think of the movie after having watched it the first time? Okay, so here's the thing, and I don't want nobody to judge me or disrespect me. Dude, I watched it with all intent that it was just going to be extremely terrible. <laughs> I really like this movie. <laughs> 
I would watch it again when it comes on. I will not run from it. Um, it's got its problems, but I have to say, it is an absolutely enjoyable movie. But there are themes here that I'm curious when we get to our discussion, what themes there are to pull out from it. Because as a movie to watch, you enjoy it, but what were the themes what you think about in other movies? And there I have some kind of concerns and questions. But I would watch it every time I see it on TV at this point from now on. This and Soul Plane and Baps, I'm always going to watch. Yeah, I still haven't rewatched Baps. You you recommended Baps the last time we did this episode, yeah. or last oh, time yeah. we did our Tyler Perry episode, and uh, I still have not watched it. I still plan on watching it because you recommended it, uh, but we'll get to that. I, I will say, to kind of bring it, we're going to do the end first. I don't think this movie was as bad as maybe it got purported to be. However, I also don't remember a ton of people talking about it. Everybody who talked about this movie talked about the one pivotal thing, like how the hell did she get on the boat? I knew nothing about the plot. I just knew that supposedly he was rich, he screwed her over. That is actually not really the movie. So that's what we got to talk about. I I think it, yeah, it got short shrift and and crunched into one thing happening. But it's more than that. Absolutely. So this movie came out March 30th, 2018. So it actually is it's pretty recent, actually. Uh, just a little over two years ago. It feels well, like it came out so much longer. he's filmed about 400 seasons of TV series since in the last two years. So, you know, That's TV true. time, you know, it's kind of old school. Okay. That, is very, that is very true. My man gets, <laughs> Tyler Perry gets right to the work. Uh, so it's funny that you said that what you heard about this movie is wrong because here's the synopsis on IMDb. A faithful wife, tired of standing by her devious husband, is enraged when it becomes clear she's been betrayed. That couldn't be more wrong. That is an absolutely false, falsified uh but That synopsis. is what she thinks, and that is the problem in this whole movie. Yeah, that's yes. crazy. That's the title. That is what she yes. thinks. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, this joint got a 17% on the tomato meter. Wait, you said 1-7? Yes, 17%. Oh, on the tomato oh, meter, wow. but it had a fifty-one percent audience score. Okay. Now I don't actually what, know how to what, read. What do these his things. other movies get? What do his other movies get? Just for um, reference. I uh, Tempta- the movie we did, Temptation, got pretty trashy. I think that was the worst rated one, or maybe it was <sighs> I can do the his highest rated one. I remember was I can do bad all by myself, which was another Taraji movie. Oh, Taraji, yeah. Yeah, it was his highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm pretty sure it was I can do bad all by myself. He okay. typically, from what I remember, was largely in the 20s and 30s when people on the tomato meter. Like, his movies never really get good reviews from Ooh, the people okay. that would be spending time reviewing these movies, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, the movie, according to the world's most accurate website, Wikipedia, the budget was <laughs> $20 million. How? I have no... Well, okay. There's a whole yacht. Okay, they did. They rented There's the a yacht. yacht. They had to pay Taraji. And Taraji yeah. thanks Tyler Perry because he pays her what she's worth. So she yeah, got but paid. Nobody this. else in this. this. Nobody else in this movie is worthy of note. The wigs. I know later we're going to talk about wigs. The wigs were not trash. The funny thing about Tyler Perry movies is once you actually look at the cast, you realize how few people are in each one of these movies. Like there's yes, like yes. 10 people with speaking roles, max. <laughs> um <laughs> The settings are all the exact same. There's not a lot. It's not a lot of setting. There is a yacht. So I'm trying to figure out how the budget for this movie was twenty million dollars because there's not a lot to this movie. Taraji. Taraji got five million. Let's say she got five million. 
You think he's paying Taraji $5 million for this movie? When is she making a movie? I'm not sure, but she has thanked him for paying her what she's worth. At least $3 million. So, okay, but let's say let's say she got five. That's still at least $15 million. There's well, then only he has to like... paid for writing, directing, producing, and casting it. So that's five to ten. And then everybody else gets the rest. $20 million is surprising. That surprises me. It does surprise me. Yeah, it, it but seems it looks better than his other movies. It looks good. It does it look looks good. good. It made $46.4 million at the box office, which is... Wow. Not wow. his highest rated. I can't remember what his highest uh, highest um, grossing movie is. But that all goes in his pocket. So who cares? Yeah. This is why he's now a billionaire. Ingenious. That is ingenious. Wow. Yeah, he killed, he he's he knows what he's doing. Like oh, you know what else? I got it. You know what else is twenty million? The advertising campaign. Because Taraji looked good in the ads. The commercials were fire. They paid to get him on TV. That might be the other parts of that budget. And good investment. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, it seems high, but whatevs. Um, so now, can, we, can we talk about the opening? Can we talk about the opening? Oh man, listen, let's 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 jump right into. Okay. it. let's get right because into. Because this what, what is what the opening about? gave me. This is for I don't know if your audience is a certain age. The audience, or when the opening, they were in the courtroom, and it had that kind of grayish kind of tone to it. Again, it was shot very beautifully. The first thing I thought, and you know, you hopefully maybe you think about it, was I thought Taraji from the Testify video with Common. That was the first thing I thought about. You know, because she did that video, please let me testify. And she's yes. sitting over there looking angry, or she's looking cool, or whatever she looks, but you know she changes and she goes from nice to evil. And in an opening shot, it's like evil Taraji in the courtroom. First touch point for me. And I was like, oh, this is dope. That's why I think I texted you as I started watching. Like, I'm about to love this movie. Like, was I was dope. wondering where you were when you texted me that you were that you loved the movie because I'm like, what? I, and not that well, I didn't think you would. Cigarette. She lit the cigarette at the therapist's office when I texted you because that's when I really knew I loved it. But watching it over the testimony or testify, I was like, okay, here we go. Love. So it. you know what this movie made me think of? This is like this movie is oddly a remix of A Fall from Grace and Temptation. Even though it, it comes in the middle of the boat. Right. Yeah. We a have lot the of therapist. Room, a lot of I'm lost. Yeah. Right. We have that. We have the angry. Um, Taraji belongs in jail in this movie, uh, but she never actually quite gets there. <laughs> this movie gets crazy. <laughs> actually, I would say Taraji doesn't belong in jail. The actress that played young Taraji belongs in jail. And I can't wait to talk about that moment. Yeah. And let's. <laughs> So okay, so all right, so you as a movie, you you liked it. I, I also enjoy it up until a certain point. There's a there's a point where even with all of the extraness, it falls off a cliff for me, a la Temptation. And it's similar to like the last thirty minutes of the movie, it goes too far. I was watching it scared it was going to take a turn. So I was like, I'm really enjoying this so far, but I'm like, but this is not going to hold. I'm scared. I'm going it's gonna take a, a terrible turn. I think it took a turn. Not as terrible as others, though. But I was scared, so I kept being like, stop loving it. Stop it took a it. turn within... Turn. It took a reasonable turn within the parameters of the movie, but the way that it unfolds was very Tyler Perryan. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely it went Tyler Perry at some point. It otherwise, it's just a... It got stupid. Yeah, otherwise, it's just a, it's just a Lifetime movie. Um, about so let's a do another woman. positive. Let's do another positive here. 
Okay. He really wanted to introduce his audience to Nina Simone. And he then stuck true to it because I even watched the credit. That's how I agree with you that there were like 10 people in the movie because I watched the credits <laughs> to see who was on the soundtrack. And all of the songs were Nina Simone except one song. And I thought that was a dope commitment. And they, ooh, that's the 20 million. I was about to say, that's where the budget went. That's where the budget went. That's it. That's it. And so I thought that was a great positive. Yeah, the... um... I thought the Nina Simone touch was nice. So let, let's let's get let's get into the movie. Let's get straight into the movie. So the movie kicks off with Melinda. I mean Taraji Henson play Taraji B Henson plays Melinda and lyric bent. So the only famous person for real for in this movie is Taraji. Like she's really yes. the only person with a name that you would know. Lyric bent has been in a lot of stuff. But he's not, he doesn't have that same, like he's, you were recognized. I don't know what he's been in. What else has he been in? I have no clue. Oh, he I was in a, She's Gotta Have It, the, the, the She's Gotta Have It reboot. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, he's been in, he's been in a lot of movies I watched, like Love Jack. So stuff that'd be on Amazon or Amazon Prime, the, the, uh, the Netflix the movies. movies. Yes, okay. that kind of stuff. He's in those, he was in Four Brothers. You remember that? With uh, Tyrese and Andre 3000 and Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that movie. He was the dude that had like the dog that that fell out of the uh, window and broke his leg. I don't remember that movie. I remember watching that movie. I believe with you, but yes, otherwise I don't remember. That sounds okay. accurate. Uh, so anyway, he's been in some things, but he's not been any. He's not been in the kind of role that you're gonna be like, oh, that's lyric bent. He's yeah. that dude that oh was in that other thing. Now, young Taraji was in something else. She looked familiar. I couldn't say her name and recognize it, but young Taraji was in something. Yeah, she was. Um, oh my gosh, what is her name? She was in. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Uh, young Ajana Alexis. She was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay, something else. I didn't see that. She was in Empire. So I'm looking. At, I'm looking. Oh, at she's IMDb. in Empire. I watch yeah. Empire. Empire. Okay. Yep. Yeah, she was a recognizable face. Yeah, she was in. I re, I do remember her from um Thirteen Reasons Why. I did watch that. So yeah, Brisha Webb is in it, and Brisha Webb had a terrible turn in the fall from grace. Uh, she was. Brisha Webb was one of her sisters. Is that who she was? Yes, one of her young sisters as a young person. Oh. Okay. And then when she yeah. Brisha Webb was young, young Brenda. That's Old Brenda right. was played by. Uh, her name is Tasha Story. I'm assuming, but her name is spelled P. T-O-S-H-A? I can't do this. I'm not going to do this for you. It's either P-Tasha or just I'm Tasha. not going to do this for you. Maybe Let's keep it moving. Let's move on. Just, I'm not going to do this for you. Listen, bro. When I saw that, I, I loved it. I was tickled pink. Um, so, okay. So, either way, Melinda Taraji Henson is Melinda. Lyric is a dude named Robert. They meet in college because, I guess, what is, does Melinda or Robert runs into each other? Melinda. And Melinda is mad. You gotta no, say, Melinda is mad the entire movie. You got to start there. It starts with she says, I hate the rain because bad things happen in the rain. They run into each other, and here we go. It's the first Tyler Perry abuse because you know he likes abuse in his videos and movies. And she starts whooping his ass in the rain. <laughs> like, well, there we go. All right, we got to the abuse first. And then he brings her, like, her papers get scattered all over the place, but he picks them up, brings them to her, brings them to her dorm room, and then points out that she's got some things wrong. They end up becoming cool. She gets invited wait, to wait. the mom. Wait, you gotta get to the part. He helps her with the work, and she flunks the assignment. Ah, she does flunk the assignment. 
And that's when Grotaraji goes, see, he was low down from the beginning. <laughs> so that, so yes. So that's the funny part because this, you do have to remember that this whole movie is basically from her perspective. Yes. Because he's a trash dude from her perspective. But the truth is he's really a good guy doing his best who makes a couple mistakes. Oh, uh, and the important thing to remember about this movie too is it's called Acrimony. And they define the, so there's like, I think it's like five different yeah. scenes that have words that you wouldn't know. Right. So there's acrimony, sunder, bewail, deranged, and inexorable. And they define these on screen, but acrimony is like the anger. After she tells him that she flunked the exam that he helped her with. And then she says, I was never the smart one. My sisters were smart. My mother always told me that my sisters were the smart ones, right? She says this. And then what did her sister come up and tell her? Mama died. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but I thought she was going to have a moment about feeling like her mother didn't love her. But the very next sentence is, my mother and I were best friends. Wait. <laughs> but she made you feel dumb. And then this dude helped you, and he made you feel dumb. Are you just dumb? Anyway, that just kind of got me. Well, okay. I think that's probably she. She's not she. Part of her own issue with herself is that she makes bad decisions, right? So that's part of her. She decided to get caught up with this dude despite everything she should have known better about in retrospect. Well, the dude is not the problem in this movie. No, well, he, he's not. Okay, he kind of is, but he's not really. The no, so okay. his his problem is that he's too narrowly focused on this one really stupid thing like this one this one i'm a scientist now you know i'm a scientist the the battery is not the stupid thing the battery is he's so narrowly focused on this one company that's supposed to change his life like all he keeps thinking about is this prescott company that i got to get to prescott 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 to the point where these fools have to like basically tell him you're on our do not show call like your security you're out that's insightful. I didn't pick that up. That's insightful. To focus it all on Prescott is stupid. That's yeah, he put insight- all yeah. of his eggs in one basket. Now, it ends up working out later, but ultimately, well, yeah. and even, even that was dumb. So that, that's another thing that went completely Tyler Perry. Like he, anyway. So I like okay. that. Okay, let's talk about the sisters, though. Okay, because you know there's these memes going around where the memes are like, you think this is the villain in the movie, but these are the real villains in the movie. <laughs> that is her sister's. You think from the movie, the dude is the villain. Her sisters are the actual villains in the movie. Wait, Agree she's not a villain? Theory. Melinda is not the villain? Oh, oh, damn. I mean, she pretty much tried to kill... Well, she's the protagonist. I mean, the pro... And the, the protagonist, protagonist is the good guy? No, the protagonist is the main star. So whether the main star is the good person or the bad person... Okay, so she's a bad person. Is she the villain? Well, yeah. She, she hell yeah, she's the villain. But who are she her villains? She poured hydrochloric acid on a. No, so look, she she's not only the she villain, villain. She's a villain with demons. The demons are both of her own doing, or they're mental, and they're her sisters. She's she seems extremely impressionable, right? So that's that's part of the problem too. Like she can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's caught up in a lot of trying to please people, but she has this internal anger that she never quite works. Th- she's aware of. But she just hopes it stays court, right? She's like, my. She has a whole thing about her crazy. The thing about we my gotta crazy. Talk, before we talk about her crazy, because I want to really talk about the moment she got crazy. This is what also just took me out. 
Mom dies. They go to the house. I guess she and her sister think they balling. They nouveau rich. They part of the boule. They Jack and Jill. Whatever they think they are. I don't know. The house looked like it could have been a mechanic's bill. I'm not sure. But <laughs> what kept taking me out was they at the house. And he said, they like, where do you know her from? Oh, we go to school together. What do you do for a living? Didn't I just say I'm in school? <laughs> well, how, well, no, no. Then you got to keep going. How do you pay for it? Well, yeah. I got student loans. <laughs> well, she ain't got no job. Wait, what? Like, wait, what, what's happening? So you broke? So this got me to wondering, did, and I, this is not a judgment, but did Tyler Perry, did he go to college? Did he finish college or he's just all self-taught? I actually don't know. I don't, there's no college story attached to Tyler Perry, honestly. And maybe there is no college experience and story. So this is what he, however he thinks people pay for college or live or experience it. Maybe, so this is one thing where, true to the former podcast, if there were a writing room, someone would say, you know, in college, like people, you don't ask me what they do for a living if they're like in college, because like, that's what they do. That's where a writing room would have been like, oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that happens frequently in his movies, though, where lines don't really match anything happening, right? But that's what happens when there's no fucking script, when you're just kind of letting people yeah. make it up as they go, and you just hope that the the actors are good enough to come up with good lines. Well, that was Brisha Gray, who we know from previously, from Things Fall Apart or whatever the other movie was. Fall from Grace. She's Brisha not, Webb. Brisha Webb, but she's not good at ad, ad, ad-libbing at lines all. that make sense. Okay. Taraji Taraji's okay. actually pretty good at that part. She Oh, her, she's so she, good. She's, Taraji is good she's in this movie. She's fascinating at her her improv Taraji lines. She's good in this movie, dude, but we're still at young Taraji. She's still, good in this movie. Her vocal, her 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 narration is pissed. And that's what you said. She had great lines on she's narrating cuz she's pissed. It's dope. I love it. Yeah, she's right. mad the whole time. And and part of the reason so they All right. Young Taraji, young Robert she explains this battery to him. She believes him. They get pre- They end up pregnant. No, they, no, they didn't get pregnant. Go. Oh no, no, no. Oh, Why don't they end up pregnant? Wait, hold up. We got. We got to get to that. So, do you remember the last time we did this? We said Tyler Perry doesn't kill you once. He kills you like thirty times. Like there's no. You don't just. You don't just stub your toe. You stub your toe, fall down a hill, land yes. on a a, a a rusty nail, and then the tetanus shots are all out. So, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like there's no there's no one thing. So, young, ter, young wait, Melinda. Wait, don't do that. Wait, don't give me that yet. Let's do the okay. falling in love because this is the part that I want to talk about <laughs> the theme of the movie. Okay. Because old Taraji, as she's narrating, watching young Taraji fall for young Robert, the thing that she's mad about, can you believe it? He took advantage of me in my grief and he kissed me in my grief. Who does that? So I wonder about the theme here of personal responsibility. And I want to bring this up because she makes it seem like he is so much older than her and she's young and impressionable and new. I thought they were the same age. And she blames him for taking advantage of her because her mother has passed and she's in grief. He's at the house. He tries to leave. She wants, like, it just... I'm just curious what you think about this theme of where does personal responsibility come into play for one's own actions versus I was in a state of being taken advantage of. I'm curious what you think about that. Because she blames him at that very first point. Yeah, I... If he rebuffed her, would she have been cool with that? If he'd have been like, what gets him on me? Yeah, I ask, I absolutely think she has issues with accountability, number one. that's I mean, that, but that's clear through the whole movie, right? She does not... 
her her character does not take blame for anything and is looking to place blame even when even later on she blames her sisters for everything like everything that's happened to her it's somebody else's fault and is that a theme that they meant you think they meant that as a theme or it just kind of is bad writing that's well, I think. Well, no, no, no. I, I think. That, I actually think that's intentional because that's the only way this movie works. Because if she doesn't blame everybody else, there's no reason for her to be out here trying to kill people who have made her whole. Because all, everything that he took from her, he made whole at some point, and she still tried to take him to court. And to the point where even the judge is like, "This is the stupidest thing ever. Like, why are we here?" The fact that that even got to a courtroom is very Tyler Perryian. But you know, like, there's no that never would make it to court. But the point they is, had to use the set. They had yeah. to use the set again, dude. Like you said, they did. They had okay. to do it. The, the point is, if there is any accountability, this movie doesn't work at all. Like, is wh- whatever okay. point that she decides that it's on her, then the movie has to stop because it's going nowhere from there. Well, but here's the question: Then, at that early point, were we supposed to think that this is a a, a mental defect on her part, or does are we as the audience supposed to believe that he is a bad person? And he took advantage of her because maybe a woman would see it differently. So I'm curious. We're two guys talking about it. Where would where are we supposed to fall? I think if you take it in totality, it's hard to view it as him taking advantage of her, right? Because now that's after, after you watch the whole movie. If you 15 minutes in and you see it, what do you think? In totality, you can say he took her for granted in some parts. Like, was a bad person towards her or anything or or took advantage of her? No, except for that's why they set the car thing up early, right? So he she has this money. She has three hundred fifty thousand dollars that her family left. That's what we get to. Yeah. And he basically uses that to pay for his tuition in school. Wait, wait, wait. He he convinces her to to give it to him. Wait, 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 wait. People don't do things they don't want to do. Well, that, but, which is what she said. She said he did it in such a way where he made it seem like I was doing or like he was doing me a favor or something, letting him L- do that. Let me ask thing. you this question, because this is what I wonder. How old were they when they were in college and how old were they when they got married? Because I am unclear about their ages at any of these time points. Yeah. What are My, your thoughts? I thought they were probably in their early 20s when they were in college. Because their sisters were ready to get married, like, right then and there. So you still think they were also early 20s? Well, I yeah. Just have, and they looked 16. They did. So I they just did. really have trouble with what was going she, on. She's not the oldest sister, right? Mm, we never I don't think we, no, I don't think we ever got I don't think we ever got that. So, so I'll say this, early 20s? I do, I do think they're in their early 20s. Uh, yeah. I thought everybody was in their early 20s when the, move, when the, the young versions of themselves existed. So you early 20s, you get 350000 you not... Listen, okay, go ahead. You tell you, you tell you, okay. Well, she got $350,000 and a house, right? Mama died, she gets the house and $350,000, completely paid off house and everything. So you're supposed to believe that he was being careless with her because he, he, the tuition money, she gives him money for school because he said that. First she got the car. The car was only $24,000. Right. Well, it's still $24,000. And then, and then he disappeared on her, right? That's because you're knocking the thing out the park. I mean, you're knocking it out in the park. <laughs> well, okay. So she so she, she bought him a car, paid for the whole thing up front. I mean, she ain't leased it or nothing. She bought the thing outright, clearly, and then he disappears. Two days after, he doesn't. She doesn't hear from him for two calling. days. Stop calling. calling, whatever. And then she crazily decides to roll up on his RV because it's important to point out this man does not have a house. He somehow parked an RV in the middle of a neighborhood that wouldn't allow it. 
in please, no world do does the please neighborhood the that they live that that he has parked an RV in is in a nice looking neighborhood, like it's or a nice enough neighborhood. It's Mechanicsville too. Okay, go ahead. Okay, still it 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 would be an odd. Nobody's gonna let that happen. You can't just pull your vehicle up into sure. a lot, right? Sure. So he parks his RV in a lot. She shows up to the RV and is kind of talking herself through the fact that she feels crazy for being there. And then, Taraji is narrating. I can't Taraji believe narrating. I yes. rolled up on this house. Yes. I'm, okay. And then what does she hear? She hears him smashing somebody else. She sees the steamy fingerprints on the glass, on the window pane of this one tiny window pane in this <laughs> And then she... It. Then she attempts to commit her first two murders. She drives yes. this attempted murder. She should have been in jail from. She literally drives the, the vehicle into the RV. Wait, now you taking this lightly, Dwayne. And this is the part. Listen, we took physics together. I paid attention. You did it. <laughs> but we took physics together. Mechanics. Okay. We took mechanics together. Now, listen, I know Jeep used to be built tough back in the day. But when she took that little two door Jeep, and rammed it into the RV as though it was going to topple the RV. Momentum don't work like that, okay? Did you buy that, that that little Jeep going into that RV, though it was an RV, was a big old RV, and she's going to hit it, and it is going to flip it all the way backwards? Well, no. I mean, it's of course, that's that's not something that would really happen, but okay. we needed to have... We needed to have a reason to find out him smashing the woman that's going to impact his life later on so she could be mad about that, too. Well, this gets to your death by a thousand cups. So talk about the death by... <laughs> because I was like, all that? Damn. It was like Greenleaf mixed with Freddy mixed with... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, do it. I... What happened with the death by a thousand cups? Tyler Perry don't just kill you. What did he do to her? Well, so what, so what happened? Oh, yeah. So she hits the... She hits the vehicle, but in doing so, she injures herself and has to be taken to the hospital for an emergency hysterectomy. So she can no longer because have she kids. Her ovaries. Yes. Have you ever heard of somebody rupturing their ovaries? I can't take it. But listen, the I'm gonna the one there's one thing I'm gonna give Tyler Perry credit for. This man unravels the weirdest web of things. Like, listen, in order to get to the end of this movie, I have to make a whole bunch of things happen. That, yes, that's true. That's true. Like, I have to make these things work. So not only do you, in the same spot that we meet this man's future wife, that he's cheating true. on his girlfriend with, this is also the spot where he loses, the where, where the Taraji's character loses the ability to have children, which becomes a sore spot. And later on in the courtroom, it gets used against her. And here's the part that was of the follow-up. Then one there, she he goes to visit her in the hospital. Her sisters are mad at him that she drove her car into the RV multiple times and hurt herself. So they don't let her take responsibility either for her own actions. And I thought that was an interesting twist. That uh, Or they just hated him. I don't know. Well, they did but hate they, they him. Were like, it's your fault that she drove the Jeep into the... Oh, but this one you got to tell your, your listeners. What did she say before then? Because it's going to come back later about her her, what did she her say? dark side or her darkness comes out. This is what you mentioned earlier about her dark side. And she said, you don't know my dark side. Oh, yeah. But I'm about to introduce you. Here's something I want to point out about this whole writer's room thing. This is, this is kind of... um. 
watching this today, this is kind of a moment I realized it would be impossible to fix some of these movies in a writer's room sense. Here's why. Can't believe it took me to doing this one where I finally realized it's impossible. There is no way to spin this web. I feel like Tyler Perry knows how the movies are supposed to end and just creates all the crap getting there. In my mind, she I see a woman drowning in a lake with a wedding ring floating to the sky. That's what I oh, see. Let's make a movie. That's what happened at the end. Remember the anchor? Did the, the wedding ring float to the sky? Yeah, yeah. You got to watch it. Like the, the wedding ring kind of floats back the to lighting. the... Okay. No, 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 no. The, the wedding ring also kind of floats back up to the, to the, through the, through the light in the water. My rent is good for like 48 hours. So I'm going to go back and watch it again. I'm going to watch it probably two more times before, before my rent is expired. I was going to try to watch it one more time before we did this. But he could do like Greenleaf and all of a sudden she just got tumors on her ovaries. And then the good brother, quote, even though he's dark skinned and evil could see her through her over removal surgery and still she could be infertile. It didn't have to be that the steering wheel, because he said, I didn't even realize that crashing into the steering wheel. <laughs> so yeah, and, and let's be real. The barren womb storyline was not that important to the rest of the story anyway. Like it was, uh, it wasn't really necessary. Dude, wait. You think it, it was necessary? Later. I think well, no, 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 it, it, it does. There's that one line that comes up later Yes, that I was like, That'll send a crazy person over the edge. But she was already over the edge. It's, they're in the court for she like was. the second time. But it made the new wife, it made the new wife that was like, oh, the new wife's petty. I got to respect the new wife's petty. Like you had to respect the new wife's petty when she made that statement. But before we get there, I wrote down one line that Taraji said to at that part. This low life maggot of a motherfucker. <laughs> she has some awesome lines. She has some awesome lines in this movie. And you know, she came up with them all on her own. No way this stuff was written down. They were down. not written down. They were at all. not written she down. She also said, I had to introduce him to my bitch. And then she went and ran the car. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, all right. So that's Young Life. They, he bleeds her dry for money. Becomes so laser focused Dude, on. Hold on. You hold on, say hold on. it that way. I'm, what I'm saying, that's. I'm, from I'm giving a lot of credence to her perspective because the movie is from her perspective, right? Okay. So. She has this money that dwindles down more and more. She writing the checks. It's she, an investment. She is. She's buying. She's buying into his dream. The idea and the hope is that this dream is going to pay off. Let's get to the crux of the movie, so we can kind of move move through some of this stuff. He. I know. He's yeah. focused on his battery, which he believes is going to make him a multimillionaire because he promised her a deluxe apartment in the sky. A yes. three diamond ring, a, a yacht that says Mrs. Gale on it. His last name is Gale. She suggests he might that, be able to pay rent or to pay for them, yeah, you know, yeah, buy groceries. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's he's he's doing all of this stuff in his mind, that kind of standard issue man thing. I'm doing this for us. I'm gonna build this like believe in my dreams and my dreams will set us all free, kind of thing, right? He ends Can I ask up, you a question? Up, what's Did up? she graduate from college or not? It doesn't seem and like why it, did she, she couldn't get a good job. From college? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. She, her homie had to get her a job. Vonda from she Family Matters had to get her a job. They met in college. Did she not graduate? And why not? I didn't understand that. I don't know. Because she definitely still had money by the time that they graduated from college. They, they spent their last bit on him blowing out the house. His graduation celebrating. That's all of my question. Okay, go ahead. Well, and sisters graduate college and brothers don't. That is actually the, number, the way that our numbers are right now. So I am a little bit concerned by that plot twist right there. Okay, go ahead. 
Well, if she so if she had graduated college though, she'd have got a better job. And if she would have been working a, as a janitor, as a housekeeper, and as an assistant. Well, Sisters that's what I'm do saying. It for themselves, I support that. Sisters out here doing it for themselves. Well, What's going on? That also doesn't work then, because remember, she was basically waiting on him to make money because they were barely eking by because of the amount of. So they need her not to be able to get gainful employment in order for them to be in such a in such dire. So you straits. think it's a plot instrument? Not just how a black woman would really handle in the real world, because a black woman's gonna get her degree, and then the, the black woman I know got their degrees and helped their men get their degrees. That's the way I know it to happen. Well, not when it's already in college. I mean, she's already they they're in college when they meet. Like so did they she like she got. College? But that's what, that's what I'm saying. If she she right, so she must have quit for some reason. So because she, it's not like. Well, she also failed that. What's gonna call? Maybe she's not like that bright. That was a history thing. And why was he helping her with history when he tried to make batteries and was like a physics major? That was the goo. Actually, you know what? Now I believe her. He was gaming her from the start. I'm sorry. I stopped talking. <laughs> because if that was a history paper that she failed. I don't know about history. All right. Yeah. He is focused on his battery. He's trying to get a meeting with Prescott. He's just stalking this place. <laughs> And because we've already demonstrated that Tyler Perry believes in death by a thousand cuts, <laughs> our good friend Robert, who does graduate from college, we're talking about who did graduate, but he does graduate. Hey, he graduates. Good, good brother. Yeah, brother. And he tries to get a job. Dear brother hey, Manu, why could he not get a job? Well, he finally had to come clean. I had spent two years in jail. <laughs> I'm a felon. <laughs> And it was for something done when he was younger. But old school Taraji narrated. Then this fool finally tells me that he's a felon? That took me out. Yeah. What did you think? Is that a plot instrument? Or is that Tyler Perry's commentary in the way black men are perceived in society? And he thinks that's unfair. We should let felons work real jobs. Because it could be that. I think plot instrument is being really generous. I think that's a, <laughs> we got to go back in and make this make sense, y'all. You know what? He's. He can't, he can't work evil. because if he can work, then he won't have time to spend on his battery. He will have to be out there making money. We have to find a reason why he can't. So he has to be so laser focused on this battery. Oh, he can't get a job because companies don't hire felons with degrees. Who have technical skills that they really need. Right. It's not like he is an English major. No shots to English major. But my man is literally uh, uh, an engineering or physics. Whatever he is, he's building batteries. Mechanical engineering. And Taraji sitting up in the house smelling like Lysol. Being like, now you got this graduate degree. We about to make some money. And then he says, I'm a felon. I can't get no job. Yeah. Okay. Again, he, he finds new ways to ruin your life. Tyler Perry, that is. Bruh. Finds new but ways she to does not leave him yet. She does not leave him. She doesn't. He finally gets a meeting with Prescott. So I'm, I'm skipping over a bunch here. So interject wherever you feel like we need to interject here. So, oh, no, no, no. He finally gets a meeting with Prescott, but why? Because he goes, and one of the times that he's up there bumping, like, stalking people, he runs into his ex. The chick that he cheated on Taraji with happens to be working there now and he convinces her to meet him for coffee or something like that but she decides he 
she knows, I guess either she knows that he's the dude that's been sending like the thousands of, of letters and all this stuff trying to get a meeting. But I guess talking to him, she gets a weak spot and asks to get all the research. Now, in doing so, the white lady clearly puts up a red flag and is like, yo, this dude can't come up here no more. Because I can't imagine the woman that would eventually bring him in for a meeting is the same one who tells him that he can't come back yeah, up there. That, that's a good question. I don't know who did that red flag. The white lady. I, I, the white lady, the one white yeah. lady in the movie, had to be the one who did that. That's how Karen. That's how Karen would do. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So she though, Diana, looks at his research and all that, and catches a, 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 a soft spot, right? Like she's watching it and how much he's excited and wants to do this for his wife and all that, and she gets motivated to really look into it. And while this is happening, the house is about to be foreclosed upon, <laughs> and in order to save the house this is so stupid. his brother-in-laws and his sister-in-laws who happen to own a delivery business as a family that she's just not a part of that melinda's not a part of they allow him to come and be a driver for like three months he has to drive so he can make up whatever money or or something like whatever money they it would take deal with their best customer ah yes that he would pay off the house mortgage if he drove for them for three months. Yeah, something along and those lines. And they were like, we need you never to be late. This is risky. We're putting our whole company on the line. But we need you, who ain't never been about shit, to never be late. Can you do it? <laughs> okay. And he agrees to doing it, but he's mad at his wife for not defending him about being ain't shit. He's like, you know how I know you don't love me? You know how I know you don't love me? You didn't even defend yeah. me. And That's then he it. stopped sleeping in the bed. They stopped, you know, they kind of just were going their separate ways. So what happens while he's doing one of his deliveries? He gets a call from Diana who's like, hey, you got to come meet with them right now. But I give it to the writers. They had set it up earlier that that's how Prescott works. All yes. of a sudden, yeah, you got to right. meet with them. They set that's it up right. in advance. They did. It was a nice little plot metric that when it happened, we weren't like, all of a sudden, this makes no sense. Yeah. But of course, he was going to be in the middle of a crucial delivery for his brethren and sisters. Which he does. So he's in the middle of this delivery. He goes off track. They're tracking his truck. They find out. People show up. It's a whole to-do. Uh, oh, because his sister-in-law found Diana's uh, yes. wallet yes. in the yes. truck and lets her know. So they all they descend upon the house. It's a big brouhaha. He's just trying to drive. He's trying to get to, the, to Prescott. His papers are all over the place. It's a big thing, but he gets there and they offer this man. They love his research. They offer him eight hundred thousand dollars on the spot. We're willing to write Ooh. you an eight hundred thousand dollar check right now, and he says no. This is going to be the one time I actually agreed with with Taraji and the family because he he oh, leaves he leaves me out too. crying. He's he's upset because it's his life's work. He gets home and he and everybody's like, "Brother, you almost you 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 almost cost us everything," and he's like. But listen, well, they lost their customer. They lost, they their, lost customer. their customer. They get to keep their trucks, keep the though. Trucks. But they lost their customer. And they're like, he's like, listen, baby, they, they offered me. I finally got a call for Prescott. They called me. And they and offered nobody me. Nobody believes him. Right. Nobody, nobody believes him. him. They offered me $800,000 like on a the UFO. spot. Can you believe it? I saw a UFO. Nobody believes him. Go ahead. And he tells her that they offered him that money on the spot, but he turned it down because there's so much more money of it. Like, there's, 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 there's more available. It was a bad offer. And she does right. the thing that she says would make sense. So you're telling me this other woman's purse uh, uh, wallet was in your truck. The oh, woman you, you cheated on me with. Attitude. I need you to do it more attitude. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. 
It was. I, this is one of the, I, I might have to intersperse a clip because it, it only works with her doing okay. it, right? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But basically, yeah, the woman you cheated on me with, her wallet's in the per in, in in the truck. Wait, wait. Can I pause it here? Because yes. you remember, I remember when he takes the wallet back to, I don't know her name. You know, I don't know her name. Dawn Diana. Sean, Diana. He takes the wallet. And what does Diana say? You stole my wallet. She does say you stole my wallet. <laughs> It's like no, it was in nobody the truck, trusts this and then she re- yeah, nobody trusts him. And then she realizes, oh no, your wife probably oh, she think I was sleeping with you again like I was back in the day. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's go meet Prescott. Okay, right. <laughs> but I'm like, she said, did you steal my wallet? She did say, did you steal my wallet? <laughs> Unnecessary death by a thousand cuts again. My man just can't. Well, he's dark skinned. That's what Tyler Perry thinks dark skinned people do is they thieve and steal and lie and cheat. Facts. Okay, go ahead. All right. They so he basically Taraji's mad like you didn't the woman you didn't cheated with called you up here. She happens to conveniently work at Prescott, calls you up for a meeting at the place you've been waiting on, and they they offer you eight hundred thousand dollars. And my mama's house is about to be foreclosed on. We ain't got no money, and you said no. That's what you're trying to tell me. And he's like, I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> at which point. If she had blown up the whole house, I don't know if this is the scene where she says something about, like, when I'm mad, I'm willing to to blow up the house in order to get to you or something like that. Like, I'm more, I'm willing to, like, oh, I'll she basically, said I will set the house on fire and burn up with it. That's yes. what she said. Yeah, it's and basically one of those scenes, like, I'll kill us all. Like, like I'm so mad, I'll kill yes. us all right now kind of thing. Um, but she wants bad. a divorce. She tells him to get his stuff and leave. And what does he take with him? A record player Nina and, some, and Nina Simone albums. That he can't play nowhere because he he ain't got no house. So why he didn't take his his notes from his battery, I don't know. But what he did take was his record player and his vinyl. Oh, that's true. Well, oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. He didn't take the notes. He didn't take anything. He didn't take the notes. He took the the record player. Because that was a plot thing about Nina Simone. Yeah. But where does he end up, young Panama? Where does he end up? This is funny to me. The the shelter. What is he? At? He's at a transitional I house. I call it the YMCA. I don't know. I, I said transitional house. Transit. It's whatever he called the transitional Which, housing. Which ends up wonderful plot completion con- continuity. Because hey, I was in the RV. I ain't had no parents. Hey, I ain't proud. Let's go. The Boom. man okay. definitely is pseudo homeless through most of the movie until until the end. But. What ends up happening? So Taraji wants a divorce. I can't tell how long this divorce proceedings take place. She starts going on dates. She sees him being a, a he's a dishwasher in the restaurant she's at because she's out yes. dating the dude. She's out dating a now, dude that she was supposed to be dating back when she was young. Now, here's my question for you. And this is I hope this is not a thin your women crowd listeners. She really ain't about shit at this point in her life. Like. Why are they setting her up with a dude who got something going on? Because she's really a bad, a bad date. I mean, am I tripping? Like, well, she's what? she's not. She's she's got acrimony. She's bitter and resentful. She's she's acrimonious. What does she bring into the relationship? So they go set her up with a successful friend, and they made it sound like they was all bougie back in the day. And she got a house in foreclosure. She living with her sister. Uh, she mad all the time. And by the way, I have to point this out. At this point in the movie, we are still in the acrimony phase of definitions. We have we not moved to the other four that we still have coming. 
I just want that to be That's clear. Right. So she's still she's still at acrimony because she's still acrimonious. Because while Ultraviolet is narrating and is mad, she's like, I'm a grown woman and I'm staying with my sister. And she's mad at him when she sees him in a restaurant. I'm like, he's staying at the shelter. You're kind of winning. <laughs> All right. So, and this, th- and this is, th- right. And this is the thing where he kind of become, like, he's not a bad guy, right? So they're getting divorced. He go- he shows up for the divorce thing, uh, the divorce hearing. No lawyer. No, no lawyer because he can't afford one. And they're like, we'll give you the car and the clothes in your back. He was like, let her have whatever. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I still love you. I still love you. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. He ends up, Diana, his phone gets stolen while he's in the transitional housing place. <laughs> so he can't call nobody. Nobody can call him. I guess he got another phone. I don't remember how he ends up realizing that they're trying to get in touch with him. He just uh, calls Diana regularly or he checks in with somebody. And they're like, oh, they said that I couldn't call you. You oh, wanted yes. to call me? Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm in between housing right now. We're in between housing or something like that. And he's like, did she put you out? So Diana finds out he's basically homeless and comes to get him, puts him in a bath. And what did we see when I texted? You, you, bl- you saw black butts. butts. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> it's going to show man butts. That's when we saw black butts. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> The next morning, somehow, Diana has a manila folder with a check for $75 million. So not only is it a $75 million check, he gets to own his IP. So it's just a licensing deal. It's a $75 million licensing deal. This nigga basically became the new Duracell. Tyler would never make a business deal for that. But yes. Right, right. And but this this is the part that I love. This is the part that I love when he shows up at her job and gives her a check for ten. Well, first he tells her, "I sold the battery." Her face is cracked, <laughs> cracked. Again, we have no concept of time during this entire movie, so we really don't know if it's the next day, five days. We so don't know any of that. Somebody mentioned three months. I don't know if it was three months between three months. I heard the term three months. I can't remember. If, I think that was how long. The, it, it had been three months since he had seen Taraji. Since that okay. divorce hearing, I think. Her face was cracked when he said it sold. And then he breaks her off the check. $10 million, And not only, and no, 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 no. You, no, you got to do this right. It wasn't just $10 million. Okay. It was like, this is... For all the and money I that I, I'm guessing it's ten million. All, it was ten million. It was ten million for all the okay, for all million. the things that you've done for me and helped me out and everything. I mean, it was like the it was nicest sweet. person. It, yeah, was it was sweet. It was a nice. Like, and listen, he said, "I still love you. I will always love right. you." Because she said, "We're not getting back together." He's like, "I know. I understand. And I love you. I care. I just want to give this to you because I know I put you." He said, even said like you know. Thank you. You put up with so much for me. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like you, and you I know. wanted to give you this dream. I always wanted to give you this dream, but I understand it got old. It was very much Steve Urkel and Laura. It was very much that. It's like Stefan Urkel. It was like that. And her face was cracked because she had just got that divorce. Rude. Yes. Now and, oh, I will say. Wait, remember, she came out with like, "Oh, you borrowed a suit from somebody yeah, trying to, to impress me." Trying to impress she me. was still mad to Raji. Now, I will say, the scene when she gets home, when she has that check yeah, and she slams it, it on the table, that was a good scene. Because she's like, she slams it down. She's like, Tim, well, you're going to call the drink. I already called the bank. It's good. <laughs> I shouldn't, you bitches. I shouldn't have listened to you bitches. I laughed so hard. 
Because that was such a sincere thing. It wasn't her fault. It was her sister's fault for leaving that man. Right. And then when she said to the sisters, everybody knows y'all relations are terrible. Everybody knows he got a kid over there on the west side. And everybody know about you, Jerome, or whatever the brother's name. And I said, oh. Right. But here's my issue with that. She said all that while the check was still on the table. Yeah. You're supposed to have a check in your hand when you start cussing everybody else. You can walk out with your $10 million. I felt the same way. And then... Okay. A writer's oh, room would have collected right. that. Oh, hold on, hold on. Not only did he... Yes. Not only did he give her a $10 million check, he gave her the keys back for the house. He bought Whoa. the house for her, bought her mama's house back for whatever... I'm, I'm He's guessing... He's not a villain. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the villain. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy at all. He's He was young. He made dumb mistakes. And he was too focused on... He... He became a neglectful husband, was what it seems like, and because not a cheating one, just neglectful because he was yeah. trying too hard to make something happen. That And I have right here in my notes, right here, I don't want this movie to go left. Please sit right here in the pocket. I don't want this movie to go left because I was all in at this point. Okay. This I movie absolutely goes left, bro. But this is where, right, this is where the particular, this, you, oh, you know what I just thought about talking to you. This is when Diary of a Mad Black Woman goes off. It is at this point that Diary of a Mad Black Woman goes off the cliff. And, and I was praying on this movie. Please, please. Okay, go ahead. So the, the lesson here is Tyler Perry doesn't know how to ease into transitions. Because what right. does she do? What does she do? She shows up at his new apartment. Why? Because it was the address that was on the check. What, I, what multimillionaire has his address on a check? I don't know, but he also wrote a check for ten million dollars to give. give. So, <laughs> a personal check. A personal it was a personal check. check. A personal check. He's in a tuxedo. Diana's out there. That's his new. You know, that's his new woman. Taraji loses it at that point, and then she goes on like the social media. Like she becomes a crazy stalker. It would have been dope if she tried to take that check down to the check cashier spot down on MLK. That would have been dope. I would have enjoyed. <laughs> Can you okay, imagine that? Can you imagine somebody showing up to a with a ten million dollars check? For one, they wouldn't believe it, and well, you can't you 10%. can't hand it over. It ain't worth it. Not but it they ain't get ten percent. They get ten percent. So, so here's they the would thing. take a million out of that check. Here's why you couldn't do that because the minute that you put that check in somebody else's hand, this handwritten check that has to go to a real bank. Dude, she threw the check in front of her brothers or her sisters and brother in laws and cussed all of them out. And they walked away and left the check on the table. Well, yeah. Okay. She's not scared about what to do with that check. But all right, go ahead. So all she right. loses it. She loses it. They end up in court. This is the one non-Nina Simone song they play during the movie. She then sues him, claiming <laughs> somehow that they were still married when the deal came, when he the lied. deal was proffered for the battery. But she also wants like $150 million as opposed to 37.5, which is weird. So they go to court for this. Like somehow this makes it all the way to, to an actual courtroom where the judge is like, I don't. So let me get this right. You get a divorce and you ask for the divorce. All the paperwork has it. all the dates and everything that are well before. There's even an affidavit from the company that says this is the date when this offer, this offer was made. And you're saying that. You are entitled to this because you were married. That's not true. Not only that, this man gave you $10 million, the most generous gift this court has ever seen. He did not have to give you this money. Right. He did not have to give you this money. I'm dismissing this. By the way, 
Oh, then the lawyer's like, oh, by the way, we have another thing on the docket. Yeah, this lady's crazy. We need some restraining orders out here. <laughs> restraining orders granted. So, th- but you see her, she's at her mama's house still, and you see all the, like, she it's lives basically in squalor. She has a mattress, lady. right, she has a mattress, a computer, and lots of alcohol bottles all over the place. Don't you judge me. Oh, you talking about her? Never mind. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Her sisters sorry. go to her house. They find out that she done basically voodoo dolled the place. Yep. Uh, she's keeping up with what's going on with them, with, with Robert and Diana finds out they're she's engaged. She's on my boat. She's got my wedding dress design. Yes, all this. She's she living goes the to life. the... She's living in oh. my house. Okay. That is my life. You're a scientist, though. We, we, gotta, we have to address this right quick. We have to address this. You're a scientist. Okay. This nigga's walking around with hydrochloric acid in her purse. That she it pours. Was, it's, it's in a glass bottle. It's in a glass bottle. It's Where is this non-college graduate ass uh, data entry clerk he coming up on some? And that looked the the label on it looked very scientific. It did not look like some shit that you would have bought from CVS. It looked like she got that from well, the dark web. The label separate from the bottles, but. But think, if he's working on the battery down to the house, he got chemicals at the house. So, remember, he only left with his Nina Simone album. Yeah, they so sold the that. The house got foreclosed on. He had to rebuy the house from some new people to give back to her. This is good. This is good. Okay, yeah, you got me on that one. She okay. went actively, bought some hydrochloric acid to go to walk into. But at this point, she has $10 million, so you can get anything. True. She got $10 million and she acting like she has none. Then they end up right back in court. And this is where I think, this is where Diana, the new wife, won the day for me. When she said, well, I couldn't use that dress anyway. Wait, wait, I wrote it down. She said, because the little one is growing so fast. Baby! That is where the ovary rupture fake like thing that okay. happens. Let's be let's ask a real question here though. Okay. Petty Olympics were one. Why are we poking the bear? Because she's terrible. She don't get to just win. We do we believe this woman is actually uh we 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 have proof that she's not following the restraining order. So not not so not only does that insanity level up, then they show up at her sister's house. Right, she walks out like like Taraji walks out that of court with Vonda from Family that's Matters. That's what you need to write it through. That's what you need to write it through to say they're not going back to the hood to talk to them. Why? Why? No. It, well, they invited her over, right? They invited her over. They invited Diana and Robert over yeah, to tell not, them they that they needed security. That's a phone they call, bro. Be going. Yeah, I, that, I agree with you. That's there, a phone call. That was go. ridiculous. Like, why are you going to invite? That, that's a phone call at the most. Like, yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm pregnant, then I'm in a vulnerable state. I don't want to fight nobody if I'm pregnant. Robert and Diana get married. While they're getting married, we see that Taraji's sisters and brothers and brothers-in-law they all have blocked her in the house. I love that scene. Okay. I love that scene. They have blocked her in. Somehow, though, during the time between when it's dark outside, I mean light outside and when it's dark, she has escaped the house by cutting open uh, one of the um, screens. She got out Listen, and nobody Mary saw it. Blige has a song about you can't keep a good woman down. And I just feel like that's Taraji's theme song in this movie or Melinda's theme song. And then and the most famous, the most famous what the fuck the of all time. Famous. Taraji ends up on this goddamn yacht that's somewhere in the middle of wherever. So I figured out how it happens. Most people that I've heard about don't know how she got on the yacht. Okay. I know how it happened. 
It's actually quite simple. Editing. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. It's just editing. So because we never know time frames in any parts of this movie, it makes it seem like the wedding is happening while she's locked inside of the house. We don't know that is the actual time frame. Because we don't know any of the time. Well, that's why they're keeping her locked in the house. So we do know that's happening. However, I think they kept locked in the house because they just didn't want her to go and kill that woman. However, well, I think that's part of it. I think they know the wedding is happening too. I mean, they knew the wedding was happening. They told her they need. They told them they needed security at their wedding. Now they did. Nobody saw this woman, this crazy black woman, sneak on a boat, steal a wedding dress, put it on, put on makeup, and get and get ready to go murder some people. This is where it gets really funny to me. The scene where so Taraji shows up with a gun, shoots, shoots uh Robert, and then the crew hears a gunshot, shows up. <laughs> she points the gun and tells everybody to jump. And these motherfuckers do it. They all just jump in the water. I'm like, it's like six of y'all and one of her. Nobody was Wait, like Because remember, because she told him the first thing I need to do is get your new wife up here and I'm gonna have her jump overboard. She did say that too. And then all the crew comes up, she's like, jump overboard. The last dude. The last dude. The the last dude, especially. The last dude especially gets up there. He's like, ah. Yo, it was so funny. It w- that's this is a yacht crew. It is a yacht crew that is yelling as they jump overboard. All right. That's so below. She shoots them. She gets knocked off the boat. Right? She gets she pulls out an axe. Uh no no no. That, that's beforehand, wait, 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 actually. Wait. Yeah. She First, gets knocked off the boat. Because he's shot and bleeding, and then he finds a way to throw her overboard when yes. his new pregnant wife comes upstairs. And but she comes what does this dumbass do? She looks and says, Oh, I'm I'm out. And she goes right back down. Well, what does Robert do? He stops the boat. He says, we need to stop the boat. He tells her to stop the boat, which is the dumbest thing ever. Which I'm guessing was because he needs a crew to get them back to wherever they're going. But you don't know where the crew is. And you don't know where Taraji is. It's dark at night. just pushed her off. She don't got a bullet in her like you do, sucker. Right. And Taraji, amazingly, ends up back on the boat, surprising nobody. Uh, pulls an axe. But wait, 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 wait. You're jumping to the drama. You're jumping to the action. I like the written word, okay? Oh, do tell the written word. As a former Thespian. Because when he's asking her, why is she so mad at him? What does she say? He said, you kicked me out. You told me to leave. You did this and that. And what is the You didn't fight for us. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, back to the action. Taraji tries to chop off this nigga's leg with an axe. The and axe then somehow crazy. her foot get caught gets caught in the chain for the anchor that gets deployed and it pulls her down into the water and drowns her. The anchor part took me out cuz she had to get stuck out of that little hole too. And you know that was like a body double, and they just fucked her. Out. Yeah, because okay. there was definitely a much bigger person than than than. Yes. And in the last scene, you see her beautifully drown. It was that was that was a well that was a well that was a good shot. Her in the water with her hands kind of like the the light hitting a certain way from the moon. Which a according to the hypothesis was Tyler Perry's starting vision for the movie. And then he had to back write the rest. Yeah, he had to, to back write the rest of it. He was like, man, I okay. I really want to see a dead woman in a, in a in a wedding dress 
But can we talk about how maybe the new wife used to be in the Navy? Because she got in the rescue boat and rolled off to try to go pick up the white crew that was screaming drama. The crew definitely did show back up. They definitely got back yeah, on the boat. She was like, get in the boat, go get the crew. And she was like, okay. All right. All right. So, so yeah, that was okay. the ending. I, so I you like this movie? The way it ended. I didn't want that to be the way it ended. It, well, because it, it, I don't know what I, how I wanted it to end, but that ending it makes Fatal Attraction ending with this movie, which I don't know. If this movie was to me a Fatal Attraction story, but I get it. It's a way to end it. I don't know. What do you yeah, think? It, how, it, do, how do you think about the ending? I mean, I think it was a fitting end for a movie that was more or less bonkers at some point. Like when yeah. when it, when it turned into complete fatal attraction, but like none of the nuance, like it was just pure yeah. anger, malice, and we're gonna kill you kind of thing. But you know, none of the because that part was less than half an hour. You know, from the oh, part the, where the, she yeah, went, yeah, the part everybody talks about was super short. Yeah, yeah, the, right. That's why that actually was surprised me because. I thought that was the movie. Yeah. We talked about the good parts, the bad parts already in there. Do you have, we talked about some things we would change. This is a very light on the edits. I mean, largely the only thing I would edit is just the stuff that doesn't make, make it make any sense. But the thing is, if you fix that, then you don't have a movie. So you pretty much have to let all the stuff. I would, I would reduce the amount of times Tyler Perry kills you at one time. Of course, like she didn't need to have a hysterectomy. Oh, I love that part. I love that part. I think, oh, what would change? I would think um, I think there needs to be something in there about how Taraji's character finds joy. Because it doesn't fully make sense why she's so obsessed with him. It's like why she's so mad at him and so obsessed with him at the same time. I think there's just something missing there as a character development piece about it can't just be he took your virginity. It can't be that it just... I mean, it seems like she's just mad because she feels like she invested so much in him and he took everything from her. But he tried but to make that, it. But that's what we talked about, right? Why yeah, does I mean, she think that these people are taking from her? Where's her realization of, I give away my power? That moment, I think, could have added a value to her as something else. That's fair. I mean, Tyler Perry's movies are nothing if not short on character development. And if you right, if we start developing characters, then we have real movies, and then he has to actually put forth an effort in some parts where it's better if he doesn't. That's that's all I would change. Give her a little bit more depth because to make her just because the opening line of the movie for her is, they say black women are just angry, and I'm not just an angry black woman. But then the whole rest of the movie. Who's the MVP of this movie? Oh, it's Taraji. It's Taraji. Yo, she's a star. I mean, her narration was dope. The anger she showed was dope. When she was going through that, the social media stalk phase, anytime she was on screen, I'm look, I'm checking for her. Anytime I'm checking for her. Star. Yeah. I thought she did a really Period. good job in this movie, actually. Um, yeah. I think it did not bring down her star quality at all by being in this movie. Again, she looked great in the advertisement. She looked great in the movie. She played her part. Dope. That's dope. Right. So what did you like least? I mean, Taraji is it for me, too. I would I would say Taraji is probably the best part of the movie. I like the sisters the least. I just... Um, the sisters, they were the part for me that was... Because then even when she got that coin... I mean, maybe that was true to form, but even when she got that check, they were like, oh, that's cute. Like, I don't know. I just... The sisters... 
they just, uh, I don't know. The sisters, they bother me the most. That's fine. I think I would probably go with, um, Taraji was both my favorite part and my least favorite part because I just, she was so annoying at some parts with this thing. Like it just, it was over the top. It was, it, it did remind me, like you said, of um, Diver Mad Black Woman, where you have, for most part, a a, a sane woman who got pushed too far, who yeah. has no chill, so goes completely yeah, no too chill. far. Right. Like, there's no there's no cutoff valve, so she just, you know, just goes... Because a sane woman presumably has some stopping point of, okay, that's enough. You know what, but actually, in talking to you today, I would have to say, actually, my least part is this whole, like you said, the, the passion for Prescott pushing for Jess Prescott to be the be-all, end-all. Like, that actually doesn't really make sense. And I don't like that she didn't finish college herself. That, to me, also doesn't make sense. Right. Okay. Um. Let's see. The celeb report card. There ain't no celebrities in this aside from Taraji. Taraji. Only young, Taraji. Taraji, that's it. And young Taraji, who might be somebody. I'll, I'll give you another celebrity report card, though, from the credits. Aretha Franklin wrote one of the Nina Simone songs that were in the movie. Okay. I, I really think Franklin was bad. Like, who knew that she is also writing songs named Simone? So that's what I'll, I'll add a celebrity report card. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I give I give Taraji the the A. And all right, let's see the wig report. I was gonna say we got to do wig report. I do wig report. I, wig report. Best wig goes to the sister, the mean sister, because we're sure from young to that's grow. That's Tasha. Tasha. The wig with the blonde streaks, that is the mean black woman wig. She was rocking that, and that's what she was. Yeah, I will say you are right that this was actually a pretty well done in most ways. Like, in terms of his movies, this was probably one of the more um, well-produced, I guess, yeah. aesthetically, like, from the look of it and everything. Like, it was... It looked great. It looked yeah. expensive. It looked expensive. Yeah, I mean, it definitely look. It definitely looked like he didn't spare many expenses that he might spare in other places. So overall, if you had to rate this movie, like give it give it a A through F, what do you give this movie? You know, listen, I I was surprised. I'm, I'm serious. I feel like I was really thankful that you asked me to do this because I would never watch it otherwise. Um, I'm gonna go with a good B. I'm gonna go with a B. The shock of her getting on that boat doesn't make sense. But as you know me, I can suspend reality for reasons. But I thought that the way it was acted, I see why she's mad because I ascribe to her a mental defect of why she's so angry at him. And and then the rest plays out accordingly. Yeah, I'd give it a B. Yeah, I'm I'm probably in the B minus range only because okay. So I too I too suspend reality. I do believe the Tyler Perry cinematic universe exists. <laughs> but I give it a B minus probably because for me, while it doesn't go off the rails the way Temptation went off the rails, this yeah. definitely went off the rails. Yeah, this is a good one. I would tell people now, I was clowning it, my parents somebody liked it, and I was like, What are y'all a trash? I see why. It's at least enjoyable and it's well shot, well done. The acting is good, I would say, but it's you know it takes its moment. <clears throat> yeah, I think that I think that's fair. All right, well we'll bring this one to a conclusion. Uh, this episode of Past the Peas with Panama Jackson, which is conversely, <laughs> or maybe not conversely, it is also doubling as an episode of Why uh, What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room. 
my brother Manu, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for introducing this movie to me, my friend. Appreciate you, my brother. Yeah, for everybody listening, have a black one. This Nobody pop, ain't nobody dealer. Everybody be themselves, won't nobody ever be realer. I'm Peach Cobbler without the filler. Warm nostalgia, now we forgot who the alpha. I dropped my verse in the salsa. My nigga, what you pouting for? You the one they made the mountains fall.